over here. And I'm like, that's not how periods work. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, listeners, domestic, international, and demonically possessed. I'm Dave Reed. And I'm Kristen Riley. And this is The Rotating Cast Files. Where we watch and discuss those shows that were canceled too soon. Too soon, man. Today we are talking about Crazy Head, Season 1, Episode 4, Penguin or Cow? Cow. (laughs) It depends on what the question is. The question uh, is literally penguin or cow. What are we doing with the penguins <laughs> and cows? It was written by Howard Overman and directed by Declan O'Dwyer. What a fun name. It really is. Declan O'Dwyer. The episode, according to IMDb, is about... Amy is about to find out how far she will go to protect her loved ones as she and Raquel attempt to save Suzanne from the clutches of Callum. But surely by now she has realized that nobody is to be trusted. Not even your best friend. Ooh. I told you that was a dumb <laughs> yeah. summary. It's not wrong, but it's also like, has Amy learned much yet? Maybe now she has. Oh, that's right. You ride hard for Amy because you and Amy are the normal ones. Well, not anymore. Oh, Amy's not the normal one or you're not the normal Both. one? Both. Neither of us are normal anymore. No, you got re-normal because you took your band-aid off. Oh, I got re-normal? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's hard to keep track. You made this up. These are your rules. Hardly. You've made all of the rules. If I made the rules, then they're good rules. Okay. So why are you not normal anymore? Well, I thought it was because I bled in the grocery store. You're right, but we worked through that during that episode. Okay. And why is Amy not normal anymore? She's just getting a little, little not normal. She's seeing the future and shit. And she's definitely not paying attention to what may or may not happen. So it's not like she's going, this logically will be the next steps. Yeah. I don't think Amy's ever prepared for anything. No, uh, we kind of got on her case a lot in the last episode. I remember. I barely remember. I have not edited that one yet. I remember, and I'm still on her case. This is my way of being consistent. Uh, I'm letting you know that I'm still on her case. Consistency is on the verge of normal. Ugh. Never mind. I love Amy. She's my favorite now. Great. All right. So we open with Amy, Raquel, and Jake speak about being normal. Looking into a window at night into someone's kitchen. It turns out to be Mercy's kitchen, but there is a weird door that looks like it doesn't belong in in an apartment and a floor to ceiling window right next to the door. And they are peering in and looking at Mercy. There's some banter. Jake gets sad and goes out to the car. Like an obedient shit heel puppet there is, is what he says. And I said, uh, yeah, that's exactly right. Yes. Jake, get out of here. Nobody needs you. We, we really don't. Except maybe, no, he would just cause more problems because the way that the rest of this goes, Raquel and Amy are not very good at it, but Jake would have just made it worse. <laughs> yeah. So... After Jake leaves, Raquel and Amy open the kitchen door to Mercy's place. Mercy had been, when they were peering in, super conspicuously, because they're just like three feet away from her, talking. (laughs) Very good 
soundproofing in that house. Really? We all live in apartments, everybody in the world. Whether you're listening to this and you live in an apartment or not, you now live in an apartment. Soundproofing? Not a big thing here. But Mercy had been cleaning some baking utensils and left the room. And so when she left the room, Raquel and Amy walked in the door. Raquel has her her eBay hitting stick. Baton. She has a good baton. I like to just call it anything but what it actually is. And Amy grabs the rolling pin that Mercy just washed. They kind of creep around the corner. Mercy is on the phone facing probably the TV. I don't know if the TV's on or not, but she's on the phone. And she's making plans with, it sounds like other school moms to go have coffee and just, they're just chattering. As Mercy hangs up, Raquel and Amy get ready to attack. Did you see Raquel's attack stance, though? Yeah, two hands above the head. Just way above. Just as, like, oh my gosh, who was that? He-Man? Like, I have the power. (laughs) Yeah, that's not really what the batons are designed for. It was nuts. But they don't get to hit her because her son sits up. Mercy sees them, and so does her son. Mercy asks Raquel and Amy to allow her to put him to bed first, and then they can talk or do whatever they need to do. I love Mercy playing the single mom. Yeah, it's too effective, in my opinion. Yeah, you think? I I don't disagree that it would be effective. I I just don't think Raquel would fall for this stuff. Apparently, in a little bit. It's especially in the little bit that I thought Raquel got short shrifted a little bit. Yeah, well, in a little bit, Callum says, you don't see me getting upset and showing myself. So it sounds like... Some of the demons can control their face. Could be. I thought she just showed herself to him because she was upset. Maybe. Yeah, I think that's what she did in that moment. But I also think that with that being the case, they're not always demon faces. Even to Raquel and Amy? Yeah. That's the only time this whole episode we saw Mercy as a demon face. Right. I think she was so upset that she's just demon face to everybody. Oh, you think? Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, I thought they were just higher level demons. They were, what, more clear or whatever in Scientology? Oh, yeah. And so they're able to control whether or not they're being seen as demons. To Raquel and Amy, to seers. Because it would make sense if you walk in on somebody, because originally there was some conversation about how do you know, how can you tell? I can't really tell who's a demon and who's not. I think Jake was saying that. But it would make sense if Mercy was able to control her demon face and then acting 100% just like an elementary school mom. And then Raquel and Amy are in there and they're like, it would be, I think it would be different if they were looking at her and she was a demon face. I guess. It seems. No? Uh, the rules seem like they're getting real squirrely if that's the case. The rules have never been rules. I like it when there's rules. Well, that's part of the problem. <laughs> With the show, because we talked about this in the second or third episode about how it was like, what are the rules? Because Suzanne didn't have demon face until she did. And Suzanne was definitely not a high level demon. Right. But now she doesn't have a demon face because she's just, she's, what is she now? A revenant. A revenant. Which sounds like a god thing. What does a revenant mean? Revenants when you come back from the dead, but you're not quite. It's a thing. Jesus? It's a whole other thing. Suzanne's Jesus? Yes. Jesus loves to drink blood. I mean, that would make everything more interesting. Also, it would make it a lot more terrifying. (laughs) All right, so they allow Mercy to take her son to bed, but they are being reasonable 
because they do know that Mercy is a demon, and so they're not just letting her go. But as Mercy is carrying her son, he asks if they're going to drink loads of wine, and she calls him a cheeky sod, which is when I asked you to pause it because I got stuck on this. <laughs> what does that mean? No, I decided that everybody, that all of us should call our kids cheeky sods. Oh. And then stuff start, kept happening and I was just stuck on this loop of cheeky sod. <laughs> so I thought that was adorable. There's a lot of good banter, but it goes by so fast. So then they go upstairs. As they're walking upstairs uh, with Amy and Raquel trailing them, the... Um, the kitchen buzzer goes off and the son goes, oh, are my muffins going to get burnt? Because Mercy was baking muffins for something school related. And there's a lot of muffin talk that we don't need to go into. But eventually Amy's like, fine, I'll go get them. <laughs> and Mercy says, the the mittens are in whatever drawer they're in. Just being like you would if somebody was helping you out. But when Amy pulls the muffins out of the oven, the buzzer's been going off for 30 seconds at this point. Those things are charcoal. Crispy. Yeah, crispy muffins. They are so burnt. There's a very short window to pull those things out and have them right. <laughs> a nondescript window. As they're going upstairs, they now being Mercy, her son, and Raquel trailing them. Mercy puts her son to bed and closes the door. Raquel does stay out. She doesn't stay out in the hall at first. Oh, she, no, she does. And she says something about don't let the bed bugs bite. And if they do, hit them with a big book or something. Yeah. Good advice. <laughs> not not terrible advice. So Raquel comes back out of the door and closes it and says, how did you find me? She had left her phone at the ice rink. I don't know if we knew this or not. I can't remember. I'm sure that they... I'm sure yeah. that it's... Yeah. I, I couldn't remember. It's a touching scene, as Mercy says. She probably deserves it for what she did to Sawyer. Raquel says that there may be a way to allow the boy to keep his mom. Mercy is good. Mm -hmm. I'll do anything. Yeah. And Raquel steps back onto a plush elephant that makes a noise. Right before she does that, she says the way that she'll let Mercy go is if Mercy will tell her who the goobers were at the ice rink. You've got our friend. Tell us where our friend is. Oh, is that what it was? And I think she said something about who the... Right. And she says, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. But I can make some phone calls. Right. But the whole time she's walking toward Raquel. Yeah. And Raquel is stepping backwards. And that's when she steps on the plush elephant that makes a noise. She gets distracted. And this is where I think she's getting short shrifted. I don't think Raquel would be distracted by that. Raquel's been fighting demons for a long time. I agree. Amy, absolutely. Amy, for sure. I didn't like it. All right. Well, she does get distracted and Mercy run like not runs, but gets up to her and then does the suck face. Yes. The kissy suck face. And then she just pushes Raquel down the stairs. Buddha, 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 buddha. Luckily, Raquel does not fall nearly as slow as Eddie Murphy's aunt. My shoe! Oh, Lord Jesus, goddamn it! I'm halfway down now. Help me, Lord. Lillian! Oh, my God. It was wild. And why the boy didn't hear that and come out at that point? Everybody's being so loud the rest of the scene. <laughs> oh, my God. So loud. So then Amy comes out of the kitchen because she's still down in the kitchen. I don't know what she's been doing at this point. The muffins are burnt. They're out of the oven. She said she'd take them out. She just stood in the kitchen for 
Going, four minutes. Going, we're, uh, what? Turning around <laughs> repeatedly while holding the muffins. I, I just don't, I don't, what? Wait, I said I was going to help. Now, do I have to make new muffins? And if I make new muffins, I have to wait till the muffin tin cools down, but I should probably. She was mixing batter. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. So she comes out of the, into the hallway where at the bottom of the stairs is the way this whole thing is situated. And she says something to Raquel, who's laying at the bottom of the stairs at this point. And then Raquel's like, just give me a second. I'll miraculously be fine from falling down the stairs and having my soul sucked. I'm yeah, not sure. Apparently the suck face does not affect humans nearly as bad as demons. I, right. Because Sawyer was KO'd the rest of that episode. That was half of the episode. You know, I think he just needed a reason to stop fighting. Oh, weird. He was like, I've been fighting all my life, and all I need is just a real good excuse to stop. Oh. He became a pacifist. I see. But, you know, you can't just become a pacifist. You have to have a reason. Oh, uh, okay. And he was like, I love you, but also I'm a pacifist now. <laughs> wow. It's <laughs> terrible timing. That's brutal. And then he died. Or went to hell. I'm not... <laughs> I think he went to hell. Who knows? His body died. The rest of him is... Well, that guy's body died. Sawyer just went to hell. So, Raquel's dad's body... It died. some point. So, this guy jumped into a new body. So, Tyler's dad's dead. Yes. Did we know this? Did they talk about any of this? I don't think they, we talked about it, but... All right. I'm just, sure we know it just since going back they're to the, brother and sister. Just going back to the most interesting scene that's happened so far. All right. So Amy runs upstairs, leaving Raquel at the bottom of the stairs because she's basically like, I'm fine, but I need to lay here for a sec. Go get her. Amy goes upstairs and after sneaking into the coolest playroom I've ever seen. Amy has never seen Big. She just walks all over that piano. I mean, that's fine. I really think that someone Amy's age and anyone younger doesn't need to see Big. I really think Big has had its heyday and everyone can stop talking about it. If you'd seen Big, you would know not to walk on that piano and you wouldn't have got jumped. Well, Seeing Big would have saved her life somehow, even though she didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Every time there's a giant piano, everybody's like Big. And I'm like... <sighs> it's because it's the first place we ever saw one. I know, but it's not the last place. We've seen them in so many places now. Never as good. Because Tom Hanks isn't dancing on them? Yeah, Tom Hanks and Frank Langella. Editors note it was Robert Loggia, not Frank Langella. Robert Loggia known for Scarface and being a mobster in a lot of movies. But also, in my heart, he will always be the coach from Necessary Roughness. Is Tom Hanks a child in a grown man's body? Yes. That's a problem, guys. Oh, yeah, there's some scenes in there that get problematic. Don't see it. Everybody should see it, otherwise you're going to... Step on a big piano and let everybody know that you're there, and then you're gonna die. And also have sex with a an adult woman. And a no, I as the adult woman, you're gonna have sex with a man child. Have you ever been to an FAO Schwartz though? Isn't that where they were? Yes, that is where they were. And no, I've never been to one. I was in the LaGuardia Airport, and there was a tiny FAO Schwartz in it. I didn't go inside, but they did have the giant giraffes that you see everywhere now. They probably had a giant piano. And Tom Hanks was probably there. Fantastic. They also have the blow-up alien that was really a big hit it, during my high school days. Oh. There was a guy that I knew that drove around with one as his passenger constantly. One of his five characteristics. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Amy's in there and she's tripping over everything. And she thinks that she's found something, but she hasn't. And 
Mercy comes in. She tries to stab. Amy tries to stab Mercy with one of those fake movie knives. What does Mercy say? It, was it wasn't like, even a fake movie knife because it just folded in on itself. Like it didn't retract into the handle. It just oh, it just in. folded in? That's funny. <laughs> it was really good. I can't remember what Mercy said. She had some fun little quip. Then Mercy tries to suffocate Amy with a stuffed snake, which I thought was pretty great. Yeah, just jamming it in her face. <laughs> she just, was, I was like, oh, this would be effective. You can't breathe through that polyester bullshit. Yeah. Cover your nose and mouth. You're done. The sun walks in and Mercy hits Amy with something. Did you see what she hit her with? A robot. A robot. Okay. Um, and then Mercy grabs the boy and runs. Next time that we see her, she shows up at Callum's. And let me tell you about Callum's Place. Seriously, please do. Callum's Place is what a dickhead would think was awesome. It's all dark colors. There's like a black felt pool table. <laughs> <laughs> I did like his walls. His walls were okay. It's exposed brick, but they're all very dark. Everything's very dark. Yes. I liked the... It was not brick. It was like stone. Oh, okay. I liked that. The rest of it, I could leave. Somebody saw that and went, oh my god, this place is so cool. Yes. Which I thought was a really good detail for somebody who's pretending to be human. I agree. Yeah. So I liked it, but not because I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> it I was liked, a good choice. I liked the walls and was like, oh, absolutely. Callum's character would live here. Yeah. Callum's demon facade would live here. Mercy is not taking his shit because he's like, if that kid is rambunctious or whatever then you're going to a hotel and she's like fuck you dude they came to my house which i actually thought was great i really like their dynamic i feel like callum could have better lines or something we could use callum better every time that he's around i it's lackluster for me yeah and i think it's because the actor is so good and Maybe. his lines are just not there because i love this banter he's like that kid does anything and you're going to a hotel and i was like okay well that's better than saying like i'm gonna kill him because yeah. mercy's not actually this kid's mother mercy's also a demon mm -hmm. but as a demon really taking care of this kid and then she's like shut up callum yeah. <laughs> i know you're my boss and everything but shut up like whatever dude so our gang gets back to raquel's and Raquel convinces Amy to come upstairs and have a sleepover and they can have mud masks and braid each other's hair and do all the fun stuff. And before they get up there, poor Jake decides that he's going to spill his guts and tell Amy that he loves her. But he's going to do it while calling Raquel's brother a dickhead. Right. And for Raquel's, no reason. Raquel's like, I don't think the dickhead in this scenario is my brother. Uh-huh. And she is correct. She is absolutely correct. But, alas... Amy just doesn't feel like that for Jake. No, no one should. No, but maybe he's vulgar and whatever, all of the other stuff he says, but his heart is pure Ugh. and I'll never hurt you. Fuck it. Shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> the amount of men who think they are that character. Oh, I'm a gruff exterior with a gooey center. Yeah. Unless I do something that you don't like and then you're a complete ass. Cool. I'll never hurt you. Right. <laughs> You're right, Jake. You never will because I'm never going to have sex with you. I'm never going to give you that power. <laughs> you will never have the opportunity. Ugh. So they go into the apartment. Only Raquel and Amy. Jake fucks off to wherever he goes. <laughs> wherever he is when he's not actively driving them somewhere. In a closet somewhere, standing perfectly still. <laughs> Eating hot dogs. Oh, yes. 
right out of the package. Um, so they enter the apartment and Raquel is looking for something to sleep in. So I'm immediately like, it's going to be something bonkers. It's going to be one of those onesies that's on this clothes rack. And she says, and they keep holding, she's holding something. They're having some sort of banter. Amy's saying she's concerned about Suzanne. It's probably something poignant, but I wasn't paying attention. I was like, what are you going to give us? (laughs) And (laughs) so then Raquel goes, penguin or cow? Raquel is the cow and Amy is the penguin. Prior to Raquel giving Amy the penguin costume, Amy makes some sort of comment about being (laughs) spoon-faced. And Raquel says, there's nothing you can do about the spoon face, but the attitude. Yes. (laughs) Maybe one day I will look up what spoon face means. Right now, I'm just going to enjoy it. I love it. I don't want to look it up. I just want to be like, Amy is a spoon face. Yep. She has a spoon for a face. (laughs) Amy gets changed. Raquel kind of turns and Amy's changing. But it's clear that Raquel doesn't want to change in front of her. So Amy says, should I go get tea? And so she does. Meanwhile, Callum is pouring Mercy a 98 Petrus. Yes. I don't remember if he said it had notes of things or not. I just said he's being very posh, pouring some dumb vintage. (laughs) How dare. 98 Petrus is the creme de la creme of cream. The creme de la creme la creme? Yep. (laughs) Okay. But Mercy isn't having it. She's still pissed off. So she obviously just, you know, chugs the wine, Mm -hmm. much to Callum's dismay. Mm Mm-hmm. But Honestly, th- I would too. I'd be like, are you being a dick right now? <laughs> glug, 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 glug. Pour more. <laughs> All right, I'll save her this next bit. But you dick. <laughs> yeah, dick. <laughs> this is where she's talking about how they showed up to my house where my son was. This is a violation. That's what it is. She was supposed to be safe with her kid where they were. Yeah. And then she's so angry that her demon face shows yes. to Callum. Which apparently now we have this debate on whether or not they're always showing to the seers and each other, or sometimes they're not showing to the seers and each other, and all of this. Now it's all very confusing. It is. The rules don't make any sense. I was assuming that Mercy got so angry here, she showed her face and like anybody would be able to see it. That's what I thought it was. I thought it was she was able to control it until she couldn't or wanted to not. I'm not really sure. Yeah. But anyway, Callum says, you know, we can't kill Raquel. We need her. And Mercy's like, well, what if we just locked her in a basement forever? But no, Callum says that uh, she wouldn't come into her powers very well that way. And then we go back to the werewolf situation from either episode one or two. (laughs) Locking someone in a basement for eons is a bad move. Some people it turns into an animal and others it makes them not be an animal not get their powers correctly how long do you think she could survive seven days without water do you think or do you think she's she's got an extension because she's half demon probably not because the human body can die from human body things that's true and they're demons inhabiting human bodies that are but they have to kill them in a certain way in order for their demons to go to hell yes so if they just kill the body the demons will just jump Yep, just like what happened to Suzanne. What if there's not a body nearby? Do they just like hang out and do like a little woo until a body walks by and then they grab the body? Or they just shoot over. 
Right. Is it more of a, someone needs to walk through this cold spot because I am a ghost? Or is it a, a shoot over to the nearest living thing? I'm going with a shoot over to the nearest living thing, just like in Fallen with Denzel Washington and John Goodman. I don't think I saw that. Yes, you did. Okay. It was a very good movie. Well, I like my take. I like them to be in limbo, but literally in limbo and having they to can't like move. wiggle their hips and stuff. Until oh, then somebody... they could like slowly move? Yeah. Okay. But they have to kind of wiggle the whole time. And they have to go, ooh, I need a body. Okay. <laughs> Callum says that Mercy should just chill out, which I thought was funny because these two people don't talk like that. No. And then he says, your boob's bleeding. And Mercy says that this bra is ruined. She was stabbed by an F-15 fighter jet. Yes. That's unfortunate. Callum assures her that he has a lever. He just needs to pull it. That's right. So now we have a shot of his lever, which is Suzanne chained somewhere by Callum. Unclear where it's at. It's a quick shot. Then we transition over to Tyler comes home. Amy's in the kitchen in her penguin costume. I guess she's making the tea she suggested making. Tyler says penguin all the time. So you get Tyler. I do. We get each other. <laughs> Penguins all the time. Penguins all the way down. Yep. Tyler asks Amy if they should talk about the other night, which is impressive. And Amy's like, um, no, let me deflect because I'm bad at everything. And he says, no, I think it'll be good to talk. And it's also okay if she doesn't like him because that's why he thought she ran out. And she's like, no, I just don't know how to say that I am into someone and I stand in penguin costumes and then my best friend is much better at this than I am. And it's all convoluted just like that yeah turns out eventually they all make up or whatever make up or whatever now didn't raquel say that tyler was going to be gone for the night and that's how she got amy to come upstairs i'm not sure be is it because i know that amy asked if tyler was going to be there mm -hmm. must have been that raquel said no seems like this was a setup it absolutely was a setup mm, i have an inkling have you ever tried to set up someone with your brother no wouldn't that be weird? Yes. <laughs> Your face. I wish everybody could see it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's literally what's happening here. So. Oh, okay. So Tyler asks Amy a couple of questions and she says she's sorry. She's just really worried about her sick friend. And then they go to his room. Amy unzips her, her onesie in the sexiest move possible. Hell yeah. And drops her penguin costume to the ground. And then says, now you, they kiss. And then we cut to Raquel listening through the wall. Making me think this might have been a setup. Right. She said something. I don't remember what she said specifically, but it was kind of gross. Uh, they're getting jiggy. Oh, okay. I guess it wasn't that gross. And then her phone rings. It's Harry, the hill guy. Hill guy. Hill I, guy Harry. I've literally only written him as hill guy. <laughs> He's talking about how she left and she wasn't on the hill today. And after some cajoling, he gets her to agree to go have a drink with him sometime. He said she has made him the happiest man or something like that. Yes. And I say, after Raquel hangs up, I say, I don't trust this guy. You, I think you said it before we even started watching. <laughs> you just do not like this guy. I don't trust him. You don't. And you know what? We're I am correct. Yet to be seen. Whatever. Because we pan out and harry is watching her through the window which is fucking creepy which is super creepy so i am correct oh are you yes okay 
Do you love him now? Are you and Harry kissing in the background? Nope. <laughs> but there's something that comes up later that I think might mean he is trustworthy. I don't think he's trustworthy. And I have a prediction when he's we get there. obviously lying to her and spying on her. And that is not a trustworthy person to try to get in your pants. I don't think he's trying to get in her pants. You don't think he's trying to be all romantic and smooch smooch on this? Nope. I disagree with how this is all working out. Okay. He's misleading her. Okay. Which is not a good guy thing to do. I didn't say he was a good guy. But you said he's not a bad guy. No, I didn't. So what is he, a middle guy? He's just the hill guy? He's the hill guy. He's Harry the hill guy. Harry the hill guy with the eyes? Uh-huh. Every now and then they have a shot of him and I'm like, look at those eyes. And they're like, don't fall for it. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> and then they'll just show him in a different picture or a different shot. And I'm like, that's right. Don't fall for it. But every now and then. Then we see Callum's goons. They are pushing some guy tied to an office chair through a warehouse. Obviously food for Suzanne. Turns out I was correct. It is food for Suzanne. Kind of. Callum bursts into Suzanne's cell while she's pulling up her pants. And she's like, look, you can keep me here in this cell and you can starve me and you can degrade me and everything. But you don't need to walk in while I'm taking a piss in a bucket. And he's like, you know what? That's fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't leave and let her finish pulling her pants up or anything, but... He agrees. He wheels in the, or the goons wheel in the guy. And basically he says, this is food for you, but I want you to call your friend Amy and lure her here. And I assume Raquel. I don't remember what he said, but definitely Amy. Definitely Amy. Yeah. I think he thinks Raquel will come. Probably. So Suzanne is starving and she refuses. She doesn't want to call and bring Amy here because she's still the human part of her or whatever part of her is still human or remembers is still trying to protect Amy. The, uh, he's like, fine, whatever. I'll just not feed you then. Then he has the red haired guy whose name I have forgotten again. Me too. Okay. Puts the food guy who doesn't have a name, but he's now the food guy. Red shirt food guy. And, teases Suzanne with the food guy's blood on a knife and then flicks it on the floor and then they wheel out food guy. This is not a good day for this guy. No, not remotely. (laughs) Might be one of the historically worst days of anybody's life. It might be. So after they all leave, they close Suzanne back into her cell. Suzanne licks the blood off the floor because she is literally starving. Now we cut to Amy and she's in Tyler's bed. Amy is dreaming. She's falling while wearing a black angel costume. Or she's drowning. Maybe. I couldn't tell which. I couldn't either. She definitely has black angel wings on and just black, like, negligee stuff. And the hill guy is doing something odd behind Raquel. It's like swiping next to her head. Yeah, but not toward her head, away from her head. Yes. When Amy wakes up, she seems freaked. She quickly dresses. She also apparently... Started her period while she was in Tyler's bed? No, she weed. Oh, she weed. I thought she started her period. The vision made her wee. Oh, okay. That calls back to what Mercy was saying on the phone. She's like, ah, I got the hiccups the other day and weed a little. So whoever she was talking to. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's all tying in. I just thought she started her period and I was like, everybody needs to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Probably also embarrassing, but yeah, not as embarrassing as... Peeing the bed. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I was off on a whole different tangent, apparently. 
I was like, everybody, you're adults. Stop it. <laughs> All right. Weeing the bed's a little bit different. But she, uh, so Raquel wakes up while Amy is first sneaking out of Tyler's bed and then into Raquel's room to get her actual clothes because she's still wearing the onesie. And then as she's putting on her clothes in the living room, Raquel's like, what did I say that everybody should call their kids? Something sod. You cheeky sod. She didn't say that. Called her a slut or something. Spoon face um, slut. <laughs> it, was, it was something less less cute than cheeky sod. And Amy said, I've been having visions. Good of her to realize that she's psychic and she's having the visions. I feel like other shows might take way too long to have the person realize that. I agree. We uh, we don't have that much time. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. It's It's definitely good. So then she goes and makes some tea and Raquel and Amy sit down. And just talk about it. Talk about what she's seen. The thing is, in the image or in the vision, Amy sees the hill guy, but she doesn't know who he is because she never saw him when they were at the cabin. Yep. So she can't say, oh, that guy you met while we were at the cabin doing that. Harry the hill guy did a thing. Right. She's just like some guy, some nondescript guy. What are you going to say? Some average height guy with brown hair and does he have facial hair? And I can't remember. And, uh, you know, he's white. British. So so basically just some British guy. He doesn't have red hair, so he's not a demon. Uh Uh-huh. Probably? Probably. Mercy doesn't have red hair, but all of the goons seem to have red hair. All of the goons who were important seem to have red hair. Anyway, so they sit down and they talk, and then Raquel's like, Come over here. Give me a hug. You need some Raquel love. And I was like... Raquel's being very, very supportive. It's very nice. It is. And Amy's talking about how her mom used to see the future. Yes. And that made everybody think that she was crazy. Yeah. And what she should have done is monetize that shit. Hell yeah. I don't know how you monetize having visions like that, though. It's true. Have a vision. Call up whoever's in the vision. Be like, all right, I know something about you. Give me $90 and I'll tell you what I just saw. That's a good point. That's why these vision people are always fake. Mm, oh, okay. Because you're right. You can't direct it. At least in this show. These visions. You're what good. are these rules? Who even knows? Not me. So we cut to Suzanne starving in her cell. It's a whole montage. Quick cuts. It's at least different than the shopping montages and the makeover montages that are in a lot of shows. Not nearly as fun. It really isn't. I don't even remember what song was playing. It was not <laughs> Girls Just Want to Have Fun. No. It was probably a Jen Wigmore song. It was like, I'm starving, feed me. Yeah. <laughs> even as the dead demon, she has, oh, even as a dead demon reincarnate, she has better nails than I've ever had. Oh, nice. Callum and his goons are critiquing terrible flyer designs. It's something about, like, Suzanne on an up on an upside down pentagram with flames shooting into her vagina. It wasn't Suzanne, but it was I think supposed to represent Raquel. But it oh, was, I just but got it wasn't the Raquel either. I just got the tight curly hair. I think it was a white lady. Was it? Yeah, and the flames are shooting out of her vagina. Out of her vagina. Because the gates of hell are a vagina. Right. And the, and the demons were critiquing it like, oh, that says a lot about the artist there. Yes. It was It was definitely one of those that I appreciated being like, I've been in this room. Yeah. Even, the, <laughs> even the demons were like, this was unnecessary. Yeah. This metaphor is just bad. And so Callum's pissed. 
Um, Food Guy is still there, still hanging out. So not only is he kidnapped, presumably, he's offered to a revenant for food. He doesn't get actually eaten, so it's dragging on. He gets cut in the neck, I think, is where, not like, the arm. was it the arm? I was thinking of the cut around here, like the chest area, but not a an artery. Either way, he gets cut. He gets dragged out to this demon circle while they're critiquing bad graphic design. I would be like, can you just feed me to her now, please? I don't, I don't want to live anymore. <laughs> this flyer has made me I've changed lose my mind. the will to live. Changed my mind. I, um, I don't want anything, any of this. Suzanne comes around the corner or whatever. It was a weird shot, but she basically calls out the open door. She's still chained to the walls and says that she'll do it. She will call Amy in order to get the, to be able to eat the food guy. So they wheel the food guy in. Callum gives Suzanne the phone and a script to say, which honestly was perfectly written because it was like, I know that Amy will ask, do you see an address? And then she can say, there's an envelope right here. Yep. (laughs) It's like, come on guys. (laughs) So Suzanne tells Amy where to meet them. And then Callum takes the phone and then also... The food guy. I can't believe that this demon could not be trusted. Freaking rude. Now food guy has been teased about being eaten twice and had to listen to a graphic design critique. Yeah. And now he has to go sit out there and listen to it some more. Hopefully not. Ugh. A little bit though, because they're like, all right, well, the background has already been printed and is part of the yes. backdrop of whatever the whatever they're doing at the location. And so Callum's like, I have to go check this out. I have to go see what I can do about this. <laughs> but before he does that, he kills Food Guy by in the most boring way by slowly breaking his neck. Yeah, that was so boring. I was like, give him something more exciting to do because Red Haired Guy says. What do you want me to do with this guy? He's like, I'm going to slowly put my arm around him and then I'm going to break his neck. It's pretty boring. He should have hit him with, I don't know, a stack of the flyers to death, like <laughs> beating him to death with a stack of the flyers. Uh, paper cut across the neck that nearly severs his head. That would have been more fun. Yeah. Anything would have been more fun than this, but we've seen him beat a lot of people to pulps and then just breaking this dude's neck was boring. <laughs> then we get... An awkward morning after a reunion between Tyler and Amy. Oh, yes, because Amy is still there. Yep. Even though she tried to leave. She has a good deflection, finally. Yeah. So this is when I thought she had started her period. And Because he, he's got the betting. Yes. He says, oh, it's, it's okay. Yeah, he's like, oh, don't worry about it. And then she's like, oh, yeah, that only happens when it's really good. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. And I was still thinking it was her period starting and i was like how is he gonna buy this (laughs) (laughs) any man if you say that to him no matter what the thing is will buy it oh okay oh yeah yeah okay that's cool 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 (laughs) i'm over here and i'm like that's not how periods work (laughs) (laughs) because i am so far out of the loop it doesn't make any sense but yeah, so that was her rebuttal. Her it was he was like, "Hey, don't worry about it." I you know, whatever. She's like, "Yeah, that only happens when it's really, really good." And he's like, "Oh, oh, yeah, was it? okay." You were there. Do you not know when th- when you're there? Sometimes no. No, the answer is no. 
So d- this is during the call where we see Amy's side of the phone call because we saw um, Suzanne's side of the phone call. But this is the scene where we see Amy's side of the phone call. This is the your sex was so good. I <laughs> peed myself conversation was interrupted, sadly, by the phone call from Suzanne. So, of course, Amy has to leave and Raquel also has to leave. And who knows what they told Tyler. But they run out and we see them getting into Jake's car. Jake still has that goddamn canoe on it. <laughs> I had that in my notes, what too. What in the hell? He lives in an apartment. Do you think he just can't put it anywhere? Probably. That makes a lot of sense. He's like, I don't have any storage, so it just sits here. lives on the car. Okay. It didn't at first, though. Was it just when we went to the woods? Did he acquire a canoe for the woods? I don't think he had it before that. I think he just drove around. I think he acquired a canoe for the woods, and he just doesn't have any place to put it. Okay. So they jump in his car, and... He's pissy that uh, Amy went to sleep with Tyler. He says something gross, but I skipped whatever it was he said. Then they pull into wherever Suzanne told her to go, the address, and Jake says he feels boring and inadequate when he finds out that Raquel is a demon slayer. And I don't know that he knows that she's half demon. I, I think he does know that she's a demon slayer. Mm-hmm. And then he finds out that Amy can see the future. And he's like, I'm boring and inadequate. And I was like... I mean, yes, but... But you're a competent driver. So you got that going for you. And one of the comments he makes is, oh, so you're going to go sleep with this other guy, but you're going to call me whenever you need blah, 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 blah. And I'd be like, yeah, because... Are we not still friends? That Because also, that guy is, you know, we're easing him into it. You know about this, for one. Yeah. Raquel wants to keep Tyler out of it, so... Yeah. He can't take them to go fight demons. Also, he's a much nicer guy than you are. I know you think you're a nice guy, but you kind of suck. No, you definitely suck. Uh, there's a lot of sophomore banter while they take the lift. And Mercy is there, which is great because that distracts Raquel. Raquel takes off after her. Raquel falls for it again. She does. Amy sees Suzanne in the little place that she's been held. But the thing is, uh, and I forgot to mention, when Callum took her food, he also threw her the keys. So now... Suzanne is in her little cell, but But she is no longer shackled, shackled, right? So Amy runs in, opens the door, which has two deadbolts on the outside, and um, grabs Suzanne and says, let's go. Before she gets to Suzanne, she tells Jake to go after Raquel, which is just to get him out of the way because we really don't need him following everybody. Although it would have been really interesting to to bring Jake for the next scene. Would have been brutal. (laughs) It would have been. They're like, oh, wait, we need Jake alive for some reason. He's the one with the car. Yep. So Suzanne follows Amy. Amy grabs her and Suzanne's like, I I can't go with you. I haven't fed. And Amy's like, whatever. You've always been super strong. I've never had to worry about you ever in our entire relationship. So come on, let's go. (laughs) Uh, Suzanne doesn't want to get into the elevator with Amy because she knows that she's dangerous because she's freaking starving. And Amy's like, no, it's fine. It doesn't matter that you're starving. And I was like, this makes me so angry. (laughs) (laughs) Also, do they not have stairs? They're on the eighth floor. Whatever. That's a long, that's a long way to go on stairs. No, it's not. It's eight floors. That's not that far. That's so far. 
are you going to get into a tiny box with a starving demon or are you going to take it's the not stairs? A demon. Revenant? Are you going to get in a tiny box with a starving flesh eater, human flesh eater, or are you going to take the stairs? Clearly, we're getting in the lift. We did. So, as they're in the lift, unsurprisingly, that was the whole point, and the demons turn off the elevator, locking Amy in with Suzanne. So now the starving Revenant is in there with her best friend, because this is the whole point. Amy calls Raquel to tell her the situation. Turning her back to Suzanne again. She just keeps doing it. Just over and over again. Just repeatedly. At this point, I said that what I would do is I would face her, make eye contact, and talk to her about all of the human things that we had done to just keep keep that humanizing cycle going. It eventually happens, but it doesn't happen fast enough. She keeps turning her back. Suzanne is absolutely suffering, but Amy, being Amy... So she's never had to be the caretaker in this relationship. Just kind of stands there for too long. (laughs) Then she finally does what I said I would do, reminding Suzanne of her humanity while facing her. Then she comes up with a plan, which is pretty good. Raquel and Jake find the lift and start banging on it, trying to open it. And Amy turns around and says, it can't end like this with a knife. Yes, she says, our relationship can't end this way or something like that. And then Amy screams. Yes, which is perfect because that's what the demons were waiting for. Raquel and Jake run upstairs now that the lift is back on because as soon as the scream happened, the red-haired guy... said, turn it back on. Yes. And then he's waiting at the top for the elevator to open to, I guess, catch Suzanne. Like, physically catch her. Probably snatch her back up. Raquel and Jake run up the stairs... The red-haired goon is waiting for the doors to open, looking pretty smug, which is the last look he's going to have. <laughs> so the doors open, and Amy is laying prone on the ground, her eyes closed. Suzanne is crouched over her, looking like she's feeding on her chest, her mm. collarbone area, and there's blood. Suzanne looks up and says, I can't live this way. I love you. And jumps up, grabs the red-haired goon, And launches them both out the window. Runs 200 feet because the elevator wasn't really close to that window. It wasn't. (laughs) So it was a long run to get to that window. She did, though. She ran. She sprinted. Remember, she's already been dead a couple of times. And now she's starving. She has so much power. Amazing. It's impressive how much energy she still has for this thing. And she grabs him and crashes them both out the eighth story window. No, it was higher at that point because they went all up. Uh, no, they were trapped on the fourth and then he brought them back up to the eighth. The eighth. Okay. Well, either way, she launches them out the window because she can't live this way. Amy is obviously distraught. And by the time that Jake and Raquel get upstairs, there is no... Red-haired guy, and there is no Suzanne. And they're standing in front of Amy going, where's Suzanne? What what happened? You're bleeding. She said she cut herself so that Suzanne could feed, but she looks devastated, which makes sense. And it's very powerful for like 17 seconds before they completely fuck the mood. Oh my God. I was getting all teary, and then he stepped on an ear or something, and I was like... Jake is waddling along in the viscera. Yeah. I was really disappointed in the show at that point. I was too. It was really powerful that moment yeah. when you realized that she was dead dead. Yeah. 
Because she's been dead a couple of times. Right. It got to me. I was feeling it. Whoever did the music did a really good job. I agree. And And then we cut to Jake, like you said, waddling through the viscera and just make... We don't see the viscera. We see some blood splat up on things, but it's like three feet off the ground and up. And he's just making these faces and then just walking in it. it might as well. The music at this point might as well be. He's thinking the same thing. Because <laughs> then he peels an ear off his the bottom of his shoe and then just sets it on something. And I was like, yeah, this isn't fun. They really just fucked the mood on that. They one. totally did. Then we cut back to must be some time has passed because Mercy and Callum are looking at the window and they're both pissed. They're not happy. Right. Because their plan did not work the way they wanted it to. Yes. Amy's still alive. Their lever is gone. And one of their demon henchmen guys. The red guy. I suppose he could just go possess somebody else. He might come back in a different body, but I doubt it. We don't have that much time. <laughs> and one of the things Callum says to Mercy is our incredibly complicated plan. So is Mercy part of the planning committee? No, because at the beginning it seemed like she was just a demon bounty hunter. Right. Now she's like integral to the plot. Maybe originally she was a demon bounty hunter. And, and then everybody he, realized how awesome she was. She did a really good job on that role. And they were like, okay, we're bringing her back for yeah. some more stuff. I'm glad she's here. Yes. I think that might be what happened. Because now she's like the number two person. Right. I yeah. did notice that too. And Callum, once again, just like beats the shit out of one of the guys for no reason. He just smushes him up against a pole and the guy dies Clang. Clangs his head off of a steel beam. I mean, that would really hurt as a human being, but it was lackluster. Again. Yeah. I thought he was going to grab him and throw him out the window. That would have been way better. Right? And then she could have, Mercy could have still done the line where she walks up and she says, we need to jet wash these guys off the concrete. And it would have been like, all right. Yeah. But no, now we just got this dude laying on the floor. It's so boring. Do better at murder, Callum. Right. You beat that bicyclist guy or the guy who hit your bicyclist friend to death. We didn't even see that. And that was more interesting. (laughs) Although, as a person who has had to deal with cyclists before, I'm not going to say it wasn't totally the cyclist's fault. (laughs) I have no comment. Unless they were probably on a dirt bike trail. I know Callum doesn't strike me as the getting dirty type he seems like a pristine my bike is eight thousand dollars because it weighs four ounces it hangs on the wall of my dark room next to my black felt pool table yeah i have the most aerodynamic helmet on the market it also cost eight thousand dollars back at raquel's amy is distraught because suzanne has died again but this time for real for real for real because i don't think you can put that body back together and she says it was her turn to take care of Suzanne. Raquel tells her that sometimes you can't stop the things that happen. Amy is ready to go psycho on the... Demons. The demons. I almost said Dementors, and I was like, <laughs> nope. Where did that come from? Right after Raquel says, there's a real nasty prick out there. We cut to the hill guy. We do. We do. Primping in the mirror. Something like that. Raquel is getting ready to go out with hill guy, but she lies to Amy. When Hillguy and Raquel chat outside the building, Amy hears them and runs after Raquel because she realizes Hillguy is the guy from her vision. Who is taking a swipe next to Raquel's head, not at Raquel's head. Right, because we had the ability to rewind and rewatch. 
They showed it a couple times, though. Oh, did they? I just know that you picked up the controller. It's because I wanted to get her entire vision down. Ah, got it. Okay. So Amy calls Raquel, but Raquel ignores the call. Amy leaves a message and end credits. Raquel, let me down again. Answer your phone. Well. You're demon hunters. I do agree with that. So Hill Guy isn't showing as a demon. But now I'm unclear about whether or not they can control that. Yes, and that is when I came up with my prediction. Okay. When you came up with your theory that they can hide their faces from even the seers. Okay, what's your prediction? This is Sawyer. Ew, are they going to kiss? That'd be No. <laughs> so you think Hill Guy is Sawyer. That would make sense. I don't hate that. Okay, I don't hate it. He's done some creepy shit, but if he's Sawyer... His creepy shit is keeping an eye on her. And then it's different if it's a dad keeping an eye on... Yep. A demon-hunted child than if it's just some rando from a hill keeping an eye on a stranger he just met. Not great. You shouldn't play Peeping Tom to anybody. Nope. But it does make it less creepy. Okay. Because we did meet him after the fact. Yep. And Sawyer can... Isn't dead dead. He just went back to hell. So you don't think it's going to be a romantic thing? No. Just a prediction. Hmm. I feel like he's not playing it very clear with no, Raquel. Not at all. But that probably is one of the reasons she's always mad at him. Would it, maybe, would it make it worse if he came back in somebody else's body and was like, hey, it's me? Well, he's definitely done that at least once before. Right. So why wouldn't he do it now? Maybe he's just trying to keep an eye on her without anybody knowing it's him, including Callum and them. Huh. All right. If they pull this off. Kudos. Yeah. All right. If they try to make this some sort of love situation, I'm out. Out? Yes. Only watching two more episodes? That's it. The only love triangle, triangle? The only love scenario I want is Tyler and Amy because it's weird, but also sweet. Nice. All right. What lesson did you learn? I learned that in your 20s, there's always someone who wrongly believes that they should be able to sleep with you. In your 20s? Yeah. I think that's evergreen. I don't know. It hasn't really come up lately. <laughs> what did you learn? I learned that we need to get our shit together a bit. We're getting a little easily distracted. In the show? Yeah. About how it's... Raquel and Amy getting... Well, mainly Raquel. Amy I expect it from. Raquel's right. getting easily distracted. We need, to, we need to tighten it up. I agree. It's weird. It would be different if they played into Raquel mourning and that's why she was distracted. Because that I would believe. Well, that's definitely why she's going after Mercy so hard. Yes, I agree. That makes sense. But the way she's doing it is distracted, like you said. She's distracted. Do you think Mercy, bounty hunter, demon, actually cares about keeping that kid alive? It's part of her cover. Yeah. Yeah, because it's good for, no, please don't hurt me in front of my child. It's it's really good. It's very effective. Yeah. Do you think that kid's going to make it the next two episodes? (laughs) I don't think we'll ever see that kid ever again. The Rotating Cast Files is produced by Kristen Riley and Dave Reed, edited by Dave Reed. Thanks for being here, and if you enjoyed the episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. If you could go to Apple Podcasts, and please, please, please go rate and review us, give us five stars. Tell us that we're doing magnificent things. Tell us that we are doing 
the impossible with podcasting. Wow. We would love you forever for that. Or even easier, tell people about us. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at castfiles. We also auto-post to YouTube, so if that's your streaming service of choice, or if you like closed captions, they are available there. And finally, email us at therotatingcastfiles at gmail.com. 